Yes, this is Riasis on Sunday, October 9th, 2022. And we are here in the studio. We've got a whole bunch of folks here in the studio. Yeah, see, we got to get everybody in a good mood. <laughs> and uh, Kathy, let me check that mic there. How are you? There we go. I'm going to have to bring that up and bring that down. There you go. Let's try this a little bit one more time again for me. Welcome to Raices. There you go. Yeah, point that right at you and hit me with a little bit louder today and we're good. So there we go. Hello, Rob. How are you? Okay. Okay. We're, I think we're all in good shape and we've got everybody up and going. Kathy, what all have we got everybody in the studio for today? This is going to be a great show. Well, we want to welcome back Agustin uh, Chavez and he's here with Laura and Irma. And um, last time we had uh, Augustine in the studio, he told us that um, the band was called La Distancia, but now we have a new name for the band. Is that correct? Yes, it's, uh, I, it's been a few years already, but I transitioned over to Laura Annie La Distancia. So, um, well, there you go as the lead singer. Yeah, you ought to be uh, showcased up front. So, yeah. um, Laura, welcome to the show. And as uh, we like to always start off our show with a little bit of uh, family history. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and uh, give us a little bit of information about your mom and dad and maybe your grandparents. Okay. Um, my name's Laura, and, and my maiden name was Reyes. So for those of you that are the San Martians that have been born and raised here, I'm born and raised in San Marcos, Texas, and um, so I come from the Reyes family. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Peter and Richard Reyes, Virginia Reyes. Yes, I know Lisa them. Lisa Reyes, yes. those are my brothers and sisters. So I'm the baby of the family. And um, I started singing uh, with a mariachi, but I've been, always been in choir throughout the school. And um, when I got to high school, I made this crazy transition to theater arts because I thought I was going to be an actress. And here I am singing for La Distancia. So your mariachi (laughs) that you do, uh, that you did, was that in high school or was that outside? It was outside. Yeah, outside of high school. I did it with, uh, I sang with the Orutias. Oh, yes. Jenny Uh, Jenny and and Bob. Uh Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did that for four years. And then these guys recruited me to uh, La Distancia. My brother and Augustine were the uh, founders of La Distancia. So. And so, how old were you when you started with La Distancia? I just graduated out of high school. Well, yeah, I think so. But mm, yeah, I had just graduated out of high school, and uh, they were going through musicians and stuff, and they needed a guitarist. And so, since I played guitar in mariachi, they were like, "Can you just sit in for a little while until we can find, you know, someone?" Yeah. Someone, and, and they never found anybody. You just stayed. So I, yeah, I ended I'm up still there. looking. No, okay. <laughs> <He's> still looking. <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, I think he's going to be looking for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here in San Marcos, you attended San Marcos School District. What neighborhood did you live in? I lived off of um, Staples Road. Staples Road. Um, we're off Picasso Drive. Um, it's called River Hills. No, River Hills. So on that side yeah. of town, on the other side of the highway. And so in high school, you had a lot of a- extracurricular activities, or were you no, like, no? I just did choir, and like I said, I transitioned to theater arts. I did try out for softball, but I didn't make the cut, because yeah. I, I was supposed to be wearing glasses, uh. <laughs> so I didn't make the third cut. But um, yeah, I tried sports, um, but otherwise, I was just in choir. And so they say that um, musicians have to have a, a day job because they can't make a living, a lot of them, doing you know musician work at nighttime. So do you have a day job? Yes, now I do. Um, I work at um, for Aerostructures, uh-huh. a high temperature uh, Aerostructures uh, Nexus E fan. 
It's called Collins Aerospace. I used to work there and then I left and now I, I went back. So, so how does that work for you, like having this day job and then um, if you have, a, say, a, a performance that you got to do at night, how do you how do you get how do you get past that? Because of course you know you've got this job and you know you leave it you're tired and then you've got to come yeah. and and get ready for a performance and if you're traveling I guess that's a little extra. Yeah, um, I'm lucky because there we only work Monday through Friday seven to three thirty, and so I get off pretty early and we get um, pretty good benefits there. Vacation I take vacation, but it's not really that. It's more makes your feet tired for standing yeah. up but the work's not that hard so i'm pretty blessed to have a really great job and a good manager he's really understanding and very supportive of music so and so um are you are you a mom yes yeah so how does that transition to when you have your children and you have to leave to go play how, how, how does that work i mean are your, are your kids like mom you're gone so long <laughs> or when you're coming home or how, how does that work for you at first it was kind of hard when they were little but my husband's a musician as well and he did the whole traveling and all that and so he's very supportive and he'll watch the kids and stuff but um now that they're older, they've both become lovers of music. Mm -hmm. My daughter plays violin and she sings, and my son plays just about everything and wants to sing. And they're both in the mariachi group for the high school. My son's a percussionist, so just and he plays guitar and piano. And you know, it's, I, I like the fact that I I like to think that we influence influence them to love music. So, and you mentioned your husband was a musician. So is he also like in a, like a Tejano band or no. a rock band? He was a rocker. A rocker. <laughs> He's out of Dallas, and he used to play rock, play electric guitar. He did sound for us for a couple of years uh, as well before okay. uh, the babies came along. So, yeah. Okay. And, and Irma, so let's ask you the same question. So I, I understand, did you grow up in Staples as well? I did. Yeah, so I, tell us a little bit about growing up in Staples, uh, your perspective, because we heard oh. Augustine's perspective. So <laughs> tell us a little bit and about your perspective. Yeah, we are, I don't know how we timed this one, but we have got a truck across the street that is doing something. So please hold your mics close to you straight in, and I'm, I'm working hard to try to get, <laughs> to keep him out of the, the background here, okay? <laughs> so first of all, um, I had to grow up with Augustine. <laughs> can you hear me okay and um well it was just fun it was it was quiet I am um, now as an adult I miss it I tell my kids um stories about you know living out in Staples uh we grew up in in a cornfield and uh our parents they really didn't have the money to buy us you know toys and you know, if we got any toys, it was from a garage sale or something that was given to us. Um, we we would find games like hide and seek in the corn, or um, even later on uh, when we met when when Laura started getting close to us, when there was no corn, the the field had like these. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It it was, it was like little hills. <laughs> Well, we made it a challenge and we'd get other, you know, teens out in Staples and play kickball out there. So it was, um, we'd get big chunks of rocks or whatever to make the bases, but it was just, it was fun. We'd go bike riding all over Staples and it, it was just fun. And uh, so are you, are you a mom now too? Is that? Yes. So how, how does that work for you too, being, being a musician and 
having to leave your family and um, I, are they older now or they I, they are older I was actually a teen mom uh-huh. which um, when I got in the band I, I believe I was like 19 and 20 1920 somewhere in there and um, it, it was hard it was hard and then um, the babies just started coming I have a total of seven and it was hard it was hard to um, you know maintain your home cook and rehearse and uh, my brother always um, was always strict at uh, rehearsal he didn't want us calling it practice because we were supposed to learn our music at home and not at rehearsal so he always say it's rehearsal not you know we're not learning our music you have here. to come prepared so for the, I had to, it's a job right yeah. you have to come prepared to your so job so it was hard like I remember um getting the baby carrier and having the baby there and you know give them a bottle and I'd be like rocking him with my foot while I'm learning songs rice is going on at the same time it was I miss it now though I miss it we had gigs and the kids were able to go well they would go they'd all sit at one table and so so now that you look back on it I think um you see how you sur- how you survive that so you seem to be a, a person that has a lot of will and uh, power to kind of move forward. Um, do you, when you look back at that time and, and you look at yourself now, what what opinion do you have of that, of how you how you survived that? I think back then I was living like day by day and uh, I didn't know what was coming the next day. And now I'm, I'm like, I was strong. I was a strong person. I had um, my parents that always um, offered support. Yes, and, you know, guidance. Al- always. And uh, at growing up, I I was always afraid that my kids would get you know would be upset because I was rehearsing you know rehearsing or um, just doing something with the band because at that time it was like constantly like sometimes it was. Friday, Saturday, and then I worked in a nursing home, so sometimes it'd be like, get out of work, and then go straight to, at that time, I remember it was Beeville a lot, and it goes, go to Beeville, um, and then we'd um, leave, I would, the gig would finish, like at two in the morning, drive back in time to make it back to the next shift. I wouldn't sleep till Sunday. So, but my kid, I came to a point where I was thinking, well, if y'all want me to leave the band, I, I will. But they never, they never wanted that. And usually when I start something because of them, <laughs> I remember I joined a softball team. I couldn't run. And I didn't want to quit. I did it all the way to the end because I didn't want my kids to see me as she quit. So, and I hear young mom, I hear moms now and they're like, Oh, I, I can't go to the store because I have the kids, or I can't do this, or I can't go to school. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me that. You're telling the wrong person because I feel like there's no excuses for that. Like, I just. So, do you, do you think that maybe growing up uh, in Staples and having to learn how to do things on your own and uh, kind of entertain yourself kind of helped you a little bit in that because you have this, this drive to continue to to make things work and you, you keep yourself grounded that way or I, I think so I think um, <laughs> we didn't I don't know my my dad he always made that try to make 
the weekend's fun for us. So it was, we knew Fridays, we, he, everybody was going out to the movies, but we couldn't, you know, money-wise. And I remember we had a living room, and he set up, what, two or three strobe lights? Two or three sto- strobe lights in the ceiling, and uh, he would turn them on, and he would, he would buy me um, the little uh, records, the 45s and at Kmart, <laughs> and he would play them, and it went from Ghostbusters to Cindy Lauper to all this stuff, and he, and we would be dancing in the living room. So you kind of something. really had music in your home, so you kind of come from a place where music was fostered for y'all. Yeah. And do you play musical instrument as well? I play bass guitar. The, bla- the bass guitar, okay. Um, I guess, are we ready for a break, station break? Yeah, we're going to take a quick station break. You are listening to Riasis here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And just as a reminder, the views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you after this uh, quick station ID break. Now in the Price Center Galleries, Roads Less Traveled. This colorful and provocative visual art show explores alternative ideas and experiences through a wide range of media, subjects, and traditional and alternative creative techniques. A total of 64 participating artists submitted 79 works of original art. Nine of the artists are first-time exhibitors at the center. This free show hangs September 3rd through October 29th throughout our first-floor gallery venues. Many of the works are for sale, and a portion of any sales benefits the art efforts at the center. The Price Center is open Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from noon till 5 p.m., and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., and is located in downtown San Marcos at 222 San Antonio Street. For more information, visit www.price-center.org, or you can call 512 392-2900. Our art exhibits are funded in part by a grant from the San Marcos Arts Commission. Join KZSM at the Lost River Film Fest in downtown San Marcos. Four days of new, cutting-edge, independent cinema from across the globe. Feature-length and short films, social justice documentaries, music videos, and a poetry night. October 20th through October 23rd. Ticketing info and schedule available at thelostriverfilmfest.org. La familia Mendoza empezar el día oyendo esto es algo habitual. Por suerte, ir al bosque y terminar el día escuchando esto otro es posible. Ese respiro que tu familia necesita está a menos de 90 minutos. El Bosque, más cerca de lo que crees. Entra en descubreelbosque.org y descubre el bosque más cercano. Un mensaje del Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. And we're back with you here at KCSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And uh, Kathy, Reyes, uh, Kathy, Laura, and uh, Reyes is here. And I'm, I'm just all, we've got a truck that is pumping out water, I don't know. There's water running down the street. We just said that our guest said, yeah, if we would have known when he asked us to move our vehicles, we would have just left them there, you know. But uh, <laughs> so we're uh, struggling, but we're going to try to uh, uh, make sure that uh, you can hear very well here. So, Kathy, go ahead. So I, I want to ask um, a question, and I'd like for each one of you all to respond to the question. 
What is it that music means to you? What What is it about music that drives you to to sing and to to perform? For me, it's like um, it'll it'll put me in whatever kind of mood I want to be in, whatever whatever kind of mood I want to be in. Um, but mostly, like in the morning, if I uh, if I'm tired, <laughs> I'll just get in the car and. Um, I think I'm opposite from them. My music, I always have it blasting. It has to be. If it's low, don't turn it off. <laughs> but uh, it just gets me going. And I always love to listen to the to the lyrics. Um, I don't know. I, I, always, I just always have to have it on. Whether whatever I'm doing is just, it's, I just have to have it with me all the time. So is it soothing for you? Is there a particular genre of music that you listen to outside of, of what you guys play? I listen to a lot of everything that's in Spanish. That's in Spanish. Um, I, don't, I don't listen to a lot of rock. Um, I used to when I was a teen, but and sometimes I would just go to that station. Um, I don't listen to a lot of rap either um but i anything that's in spanish that's what i listen to i really like cumbias but sometimes i'll listen uh to cumbias from uh, other other countries mm -hmm. too how, how about you augustine um i'm not i wouldn't really say that i'm much of a music listener um i'm more of a music creator uh, i love to play music I love to write music, write lyrics, write songs. Uh, but when it comes to listening, I do, I mean, if I listen, it's open to anything. Um, I don't, like, you know, um, have a favorite over something else. Um, ironically, even though that I play what I play uh, in the genre, I don't listen to none of it in that genre. Sometimes I'll listen to something international, I'll make it into, fit into this genre. Um, but uh, most of it, it's, it's um, I'll hear something in my head, a rhythm, and I'll just try to mess with it, write it out or something. But if I did have to pick a genre that, or, or style of music that I really like to listen to, it, I mean, I don't know if this sounds cliche, but I really like a lot of Bach, um, classical kind of feel. Right now I play with Smart Orchestra, like I mentioned last time, and I really enjoy that style. Um, and I know that my son Austin, uh, who we had on the show the other the other time, uh, he's he's really um, hit music hardcore. He's uh, re he's going to be a jazz player. He listens to a lot of jazz. Um, but I mean, I really like more of the creative side of music. So your passion is a little bit more in uh, maybe uh, uh, pinning the lyrics to to a song. Oh yeah, and the yeah. composition part of it as mm -hmm. opposed to the singing and the performing yes i mean i do like to perform it also um that live feel it's a different uh, high a rush um but i mean uh, again it's just uh, music to me what it means it's an expression my expression uh what the lyrics could mean to me um like i mentioned the other time i take pieces of, of things that i've experienced and put it into one uh song and um, I like to share that with the audience, and, and um, I like to see that reaction, you know, from them mm -hmm. um, when they hear the song, or even now that's on social media, if I, you know, put something they like it or something, mm -hmm. 
that makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Yeah. So. How about you, Laura? What What's your passion? Do you have a passion more for the writing part, the performing part? The I singing? I like to write, but I'll write the lyrics and I'll go to Augustine and we'll compose it together musically because I think he's got he's got that niche for the music wise and I he'll come to me for lyrics as well. So we 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 work together really well on that. And as far as performing, well, like Augustine said, it's a natural high and when you're up there on stage and you look at the people and you know they're enjoying your music they're happy you're making them happy um just that alone is rewarding you know um to be able to share our originals and seeing that they're actually enjoying your creation that's i mean that's awesome that's a reward in itself and then just music alone is it's it's freaking awesome like life without music would be boring um, just a song can take you back to high school days, you know, and it'll take you back to that memory lane where, you know, hey, I remember listening to this in the 80s, or I remember being at, you know, um, Diversions when that song was hitting, you know, I was playing video games or whatever, you know, Magic Coin uh, yeah, back in the for, day. I think for most people like that, uh, the um, things that they remember most in life are always associated with music, yes. whether it's the, the birth of a first child mm-hmm. or a quinceanera or a wedding yes. or even sometimes for us that are Spanish speaking when um, our loved ones pass mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. see so much of the music that is yes. played you know at, at the cemetery so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think I sang Amor Eterno from my mom when she passed away so every time I hear Amor Eterno I think how, of my how mom did, how did you do that without crying I know it, I, I, it had to be you know God had to be with me because I couldn't even sing at a live performance on a regular gig that we're at the Guatemo and my parents were there and she'd be like, you know, cantame una canción and I'd be like, I can't, mom, I'm going to cry. Or I'd forget the lyrics. I but, know. you know, it, here she's passed and I'm like singing a song. And and that, that's such a beautiful song. I think it's probably one of the best songs that Juan Gabriel has ever mm-hmm. written. And I, I, I can't, uh, my mother, we, when we would take her into San Antonio and of course it was always stop at a Mexican restaurant when the mariachis were there and we already knew it we all went and we all tried to hurry up and eat before they made it to the table because they'd come by and and she'd say play that's that's like the first song and mm-hmm. we just cannot sit there without getting emotional and then you're, you're sitting there and you're crying all over your you know your, mm-hmm. your meal and but yeah that's just such a beautiful song um you I know you said you're in smart so you read music right and I, yes. I heard um I think it was Valerio Longoria. I watched an interview that he did. And he was talking about how back then that they didn't learn how to read music, that a lot of them just came from the beats that, that they heard. So do, do you read music or are you pretty much? I used to read music. Um, I was also in, in band in, uh, in school, but I don't. I don't think that I can anymore. I ha- I didn't put it into in my life like I didn't put it in practice. And um, but if if you can tell me like oh what's well, in this key, I I I can go there. Um, but mostly I take out my music by by ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Laura? Um, I used to read music back when I was in choir, and like I said, I ditched choir for theater arts when I hit high school, um, so I don't remember any of that stuff, and I do play by ear, but my, my main instrument is my vocal, 
um, when I play, try to play guitar, Augustine gets frustrated with me because he's like, it's in this key or it's in that key. And I'm like trying to find it because I'm trying to play by ear. That's just how I do it. And um, I know it's frustrating with with Goots because I should know it by now. But to me, my instrument is my vocal and guitar is just kind of something that that's just the extra yeah, thing just, that's there. Yeah, the yeah. sprinkles on the top of the cupcake. <laughs> so, so I see, I see Augustine like shaking his head. So let me ask this question because um, he probably has the way that he wants to do things, and you're you're doing it a different way. So, when you guys practice, are there like a lot of clashes with that? Like, don't do it that way, or stop, or I mean, does it get heated sometimes? Oh yeah, what time you might? I mean, just recently, you might got all mad at me. I can't think like you do that. I'm like, oh, I'm not even saying that, dude. And I don't know. They say that I'm. I, I don't know. They're always wrong. I'm always right. That's just the way it is. It wasn't, and it wasn't <laughs> even so much that. I I um I had this time last year. I was really really sick with, with COVID, and I still um have the long COVID. So I still get the brain fog. And so I don't think he understands that. I, and I can't even describe it. Like, um, at, uh, maybe two months ago, I, I knew I had to go to Lockhart. And I, and I was driving a Bastra. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's stuff like that. You know, I want to say red but I say a whole different color and I don't think that he understands it and he's telling me it's in this and I'm like it, it's blank for me and it just takes time kind of, it's, I don't know what's wrong and I don't even know when it's gonna you know, get right but um, everybody else except for him or them that they're, they don't I, I don't know everybody like at work and stuff they're patient with me because they know what's going on with me but um that was the argument that day but but i think because just by uh, talking to him last time and listening to him he seems like he runs like at 110 oh yeah and just this constant stuff to do you know need to do things and to keep moving and i think maybe just that's like a little extra artist kind of stuff in him because you see he's well-rounded in all those things not only musically but artistically in art and so i think the mentality and the way that they think is just like at a different level i think sometimes so yeah well how long have you guys been together as a band um well since they since they you know so like what year, high what school year? maybe 90 1992 uh we've been playing a lot um you know when we first started it was a lot of cover songs and we played at a lot of quinceaneras a lot of weddings uh, throughout all the nineties, we never really pursued it as a as a career. Like now, it was always more like, uh, oh, we got a wedding this weekend, or we got a quince this weekend, or something. But then, uh, back in maybe nineteen ninety eight, I want to say, we started uh, working on our first CD uh, of our label Hacienda and Corpus, and uh, and and so we started working on our CD with them. And then I wrote all the songs, eight songs, two songs for cover. And then after that, thank you. <laughs> then after that, um, um, uh, we released the, the songs. And then from there, they started uh, sending us to promotions to different TV stations and stuff, radio stations. And then we started getting a taste of what it was like to 
to you know uh, take it up and uh, take it up the next level, and we did, and we I loved it. I mean, I loved I love to travel um, um, like that, you know, and and so I know Eid must struggled uh, with with her family uh, with it. I mean, she almost had a her who was it her daughter on stage one time oh wow yeah she her water broke and we were still jamming you're gonna get off right now we we gotta finish <laughs> the, the show <laughs> must go on i still have time all you did was bring her a chair oh, yeah wow. we just sit right there right there talk about being a dedicated artist <laughs> <laughs> and then right after we finished where's in my phone she took off and then my niece was born but you know it was uh it, you know when we got that then then uh, we started wanting to more and more and more and i started writing a lot more music and and we just started practicing more uh we used to practice every sunday and wednesday for years we were always get together sunday wednesday sunday wednesday sunday wednesday but now we just laid back and and um we released some more music and more music and then we got more music to release and and for me, um, you know, I just, uh, these guys are awesome. You know, they, they, we've tolerated each other so much that uh, I think we, we're, we're family. Well, I guess that's almost 30 years. So if you guys haven't broken up yet over all those things, you guys are going to be together for a long time. But we're going to go into a station break. And when we come back, let's go into some music while we've got a break here uh, with our noise. Okay, so uh, we're going to be right back with you. This is KCSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. And this is Races. We'll be right back with you. ¿Estás bien? No sé. Dime. Es que... Bueno, no sé cómo decirlo. A veces me siento perdida. Nunca fui Cuando tus niños no encuentren las palabras, ayúdalos a encontrar la canción. Escucha el álbum Sound It Out y obtén consejos y herramientas para empezar una conversación en escuchandosentimientos.org. Un mensaje de Ad Council y Pivotal Ventures. ¿Recuerdas la última vez que tu familia visitó el bosque? Es un lugar de maravilla e imaginación para toda la familia, donde las historias cobran vida y está más cerca de lo que crees. ¿Listo para planear tu próxima visita? Haz que el bosque forme parte de tu historia hoy en un parque local cerca de ti o encuentra uno en descubreelbosque.org, traído a ti por el Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the all-new Latin Energy Show on KZSM.org San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. and join the Latin Energy Party. It's all about community connection here so tune in support and we'll see you on kzsm.org and we're back in the studio here kathy so uh we are going to have the honor of having our guests uh, do a musical tune for us so if you guys want to introduce the song and then i'll let you guys have at it this song is called no hace falta tu amor it is written by augustine chavez and sung by myself and augustine accompanying on acoustic we're going to do the uh, acoustic version of it. You ready? Estoy buscando un baile Para pasar esta noche con mis amigas Tu amor 
es muy maldito Me dejaste sin razón y sin motivo No hace falta tu amor, no hace falta tu razón Tu recuerdo olvidaré con esta copa Esta noche viviré, con mis amigas brindaré Tu adiós y liberación que hoy me toca Come copa para arriba, come copa para centro, come copa para adentro. Buscando esto. Con mis manos para arriba, mis caderas a dos lados, con un sexy movimiento. Está muy bueno este Tu amor es muy maldito Me dejaste sin razón y sin motivo Brindó a la vida soltera Me dejaste sin razón y sin motivo No hace falta tu amor No hace falta tu razón Tu recuerdo olvidaré con esta copa Esta noche viviré Con mis amigas brindaré Tu adiós y liberación Que hoy me toca Come copa para arriba Come copa para el centro Come copa para adentro Quemando todo suavemente con mis manos para arriba, mis caderas adorado con un sexy movimiento. Está muy bueno este baile. question because earlier you said that if you pin the lyrics to a song then you'd come and you'd share it with Augustine do you guys have creative differences a lot so if you're writing the song and you already kind of in your mind already have the the melody or the beat that you want to mm -hmm. it would you take it to him and he says well let's try it with this or no I like this better how, how do you guys work past that for the most part correct me if I'm wrong Augustine but I think it's almost crazy to say that we can almost hear each other's music. Like if I sing it to him, he'll be like, oh, I hear this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do. We like play off of each other, but we're on the same page. It's That's the way I see it. I don't know. Maybe. No, no I, I agree with her. I mean, like, because like when I write a song, um, I write it with her voice in my head. And so I, I, I know the key that she likes to sing. Sometimes the key that I choose, she doesn't really like. But I feel like it brings the best out of our vocals. And so maybe there might be a difference of opinion there. But in the end, you know, I, I'll say, no, I need you to play it here. And she'll do it. She won't, like, you know, uh, 
say, no, I'm not doing it, period. No, she'll do it. She's open to it. Um, and so as far as, like, like, you know, like writing and writing, we just recently uh, finished recording a lot of music. And on that one, since I was already changing it to Lauren, I gave her more of a freedom to throw her more than two cents, m have more of, of a creative this uh, yeah, into it. But she started going off on these different endings and stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm not feeling it. No, it's not working out. So I left it, and then then uh, um, um, she had this one song that totally reminded me of Little Mermaid at the end. Ah, I was like, what? okay, leave it. And I then, wanna be where the people and are. And then uh, finally, when we were like, you know, at post, like like already finishing, we already done the recording. I was editing, and I, I mixed everything. And then I would like, Laura, I need you to come in here. And she would like, we will schedule something in. And I played it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's that's not working. You know, um, radio stations uh, have a format, and I said I told her that might jeopardize radio airplay. It, it's just not working out. Whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to take it out. And she was like, when? I go, I already did. And I pushed play. And then I just like copied and pasted the intro to make it the outro and just faded away there. Whatever. <laughs> so, she said. so much for my creative influence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it came and went. <laughs> so, but I, I would imagine because you guys have been together for such a long time that you guys already have kind of like a, a rhythm going and. Like he says, he ha you know when he writes, he has you in 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 his, uh, I guess his m mental um, arena up here to say this is how I like it. But he said sometimes he writes, um, I guess songs that are outside of maybe mm -hmm. so like the octave that you like to sing in or, and when that happens, is it just because you don't like to do it because you don't feel comfortable singing in that range or? Yeah, I think. He pushes me outside of my comfort zone on those other songs. And for the most part, you know, it help, It makes me grow. And, um, you know, you just have to be open to, open to step out of that comfort zone. You and, know. and she does it to me, too, because sometimes I'll have a song that I wrote. Like just recently we did a live feed and she was like coaching me on my vocal. And, and then I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to do it that. And she was like, no, you're going to do it that way. And I said, no. And she was like, yeah, you're going to do it like that live. And uh, <laughs> I was like. Okay, she might have a point, but you know, she it's it goes back and forth. You know, if I have a song that I'm singing, and she'd be like, try it this way, and I like it because I, 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 like I said, I, I don't consider myself a vocalist. So when Laura tells me something like an idea, I consider it, um, and I'm like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know. So, so how hard is it for either one of you to say, okay, yeah, maybe Laura was right, or maybe Augustine was right, when y'all are, you know? I'm always right. No, it's kidding. hard because he always has that mentality. <laughs> he doesn't like to lose it. It's like, no, it's my way or the highway. No, I don't think. <laughs> Do you have a comeback for that? No, yeah, there's a uh, door. Bet that? <laughs> you know, and, and the reason why it's not so much like, like, like that, my way or the highway, it's just that's the way I hear it in my head, and I can't change it. It's like I submit myself to that other realm that exists within me, whether it's art, painting, or music. And I'm trying to get them to understand what, you know, this is the way it, it'll, it'll go. And, and I don't know, we, we, we clash, but we always have a resolution. Yeah, but afterwards. painting doesn't talk back to you, and neither does a guitar, but a <laughs> vocalist will. Yeah, 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 yeah. The That's why I pursued painting in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, you know, you guys are telling stories, and um, is there... 
as you travel, and I know you talked about having the water break on stage, what's the most mem memorable thing that you guys have ever seen or, or been through that you could say experience, yeah, an experience that you've had? <laughs> For me, it's the, the burning van when oh it caught God. fire. <laughs> yeah, we were coming back from a gig in Fort Worth, and, and um, uh, right past Hillsboro, Waco area, um, I just saw smoke coming. And I was like, where's that smoke coming? So I pulled over, and the grass was high. We pulled over, and um, I started looking at the tires, seeing it still coming out. And I look under the van, and the transmission is on fire. You just see the flames. They were like, I started hitting the door, wake up, the van's on fire. And everybody's like, what? The first thing I did was grab my accordion. So I was like, give me my accordion. Pull it out. <laughs> and we literally emptied out the, the, uh, the, the van. At that time, we had a keyboard player named John. He just took off his jacket and went under the van and just smothered the fire with his jacket. Turned it off, um, and uh, we, it, it was it was a terrible experience. Um, the van wasn't wasn't uh, uh, burned up, but we couldn't get home, and we had to figure out how to get home. I ended up being stuck in Hillsboro for a few nights because I stayed with our equipment. They took off. We had another ride behind us, and so they all packed in that car, and I just stayed back, and I was just like, my brother wanted to go rescue him. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, a unique experience. Yeah, so. yeah. You wouldn't wish that on anyone. No, no. no. How about you, Irma? I think uh, mine was when we were younger. Um, we had, I don't even remember how we got into uh, that contest in San Antonio. Oh, Franco Franco. Oh, Franco. It was Franco a contest production. in San Antonio. Battle there the was bands. like, yeah, it was a battle of the bands and. It was like over what three hundred uh, bands, and we were really young. And like I said, I don't remember how we got there. I just know he said, "Show up, we're wearing this." Oh, her mom would make our outfits too, so we would get. Oh my gosh, yeah, we 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 would all be dressed alike, and um, uh, I had put peroxide on my hair. <laughs> 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 my hair doesn't dye. <laughs> So I wanted it to look different, but I remember <laughs> I remember we were on stage and I was so nervous, but it was really hard back then for females to be in the Tejano music. It was so hard. And just to see um, a female singer plus guitar and myself on bass, um, I think it surprised some people out there, but I think that we were really pretty good players. And uh, they told us at the end they were going to call out five, or what is it, 20? 20 bands, and those were going to make it to the finals like a couple months later. And I remember that all of our family, I remember her family was there, our family was there, everybody was wearing these homemade T-shirts that we made. And I remember that our name got ca called out. And he jumped off of a table, and he was running around in circles. And I remember that was so fun. And I remember we practiced so hard. We went on to the finals. And what did we get? Third place? Yeah, fifth something place? Like something no, no, like I that. I think it was top. There, there was three awards, but we got, like, fifth. 
Yeah. What year was like this? Then. What oh, year was this? Goodness. It was 90s, 95. Yeah, something yeah. Like that. so, you know, you were pre-Selena. That was what I was getting at is, you know, yes, you know, for women in Tejano music, that barrier just hadn't been broken yet. And no. so that was a, a time when it, all those were starting to drop, but it hadn't quite yet mm-hmm. until yeah. Selena came along and, and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, even at that, you know, when you, you uh, listen to the stories, they they tell that it you know she really wasn't accepted because she was this female in this male-dominated um yeah music industry and so now you see a lot more a lot more of the females but i don't know if the uh, equity pay is 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 good for them as it is for the for the male singers but yeah i think uh when you look back at that and kudos to you guys because you guys have have uh, survived that that storm right there where a mm-hmm. lot of people will throw in the towel because it's it's not an easy thing for for women to participate in so how about we take a quick break and then we'll come on back and we'll do another musical if uh, if we like that i don't know how many we were going to do today uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll come right back and talk about it. KZSM.org, True Community Radio. This is Ray Asis here with Kathy Laura, your host, and we'll be right back with you. Tune in to Texas River Tonk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Tonk Fridays, noon to 2, on KZSM.org, True Community Radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas River Tonk. That's at TX River Tonk. What do you plan on doing this Friday night? Yeah, me either. How about we spend it together? Fridays, 8 to 10, here on KZSM.org. I'll help you relax and let go of the week and, and play you some music, introduce you to some people, uh, new friends, right here at KZSM.org, San Marcos, Texas. And we're back here in the studio with you, KCSM.org. Kathy. So I have uh, another question for you all. Um, growing up, was there a particular singer or a particular band that, that you can say was your influence uh, in, in wanting to uh, be part of a musical group? Um, for me... Um I just listened mostly to whatever my dad was playing um, and then whatever pop music was out there. I was so in love with Michael Jackson, (laughs) of course. That was me on my own. Um, But my dad, he would listen to a lot as um, like a lot of conjunto music and then he would listen to um, from Freddie Fender, Willie Nelson, um, it's a lot of country influence yes, as well. Yes, and then uh, Yolanda del Rio, stuff like he would just listen to everything, and I and I would I would I would like all everything that he played. Yeah. How about you, Laura? For me, I was influenced by my uh, older brothers and sisters, so I listened to pretty much everything. Rock, um, Go Go's were my oldest sister's favorite band, so I would listen to that or or Joan Jett. But my dad would listen to a track tapes and he would be listening to Santana or um, Alfonso Ramos or Freddie Fender wasted days and wasted nights <laughs> on, on Saturday afternoons he'd be you know he would put the speakers facing out the window while he's washing the car we're outside playing and stuff so he'd be playing Little Joe 
Um, How can you go bad with little right? Joe, right? Las Nubes. So, yeah, you know, those. a lot of those songs, when I hear them, it brings me back to my dad, you know, the him, us playing outside and him washing the car or changing my mom's oil in her vehicle and stuff like that. But for me, I think, I'm like Irma, I would listen to the 80s. Um, I wasn't much the Hano, you know, just whatever my dad threw at us. But um, I would listen to, like, Janet Jackson, Cindy Lauper, um, Lisa Lisa and the Colt Jam. Um, and then some rock bands, like I said, Joan Jett, um, the Go-Go's. My brothers would listen to New Edition. Richard would listen to ACDC or Journey. So a lot of that. I listened to pretty much I- everything. Influenced by a lot yeah. of that. How about you, Augustine? Um, like, I, I think I, I, uh, I agree with Irma. Uh, my dad listened to a lot of the variety. My parents did. They would go to dances every weekend and, and listen. And I was always interested in the music, uh, the band-wise. But, I mean, as far as influences... Uh, um, I just liked anything with trumpet because I played trumpet. I liked mariachi music um, uh, that had trumpet. Vicente Fernandez, you know, the, the trumpet there. Little Joe, uh, the trumpet yeah, they, section. Yeah, they pretty much were the pioneers yeah. to bring that, that type of music out, you know, back in the 70s with the, the well, not the strings, but the horns, the mm-hmm. horns, you know, saxophone, yeah, trumpet. Yeah, sax, uh, La Mafia. Yeah. You know, and and it wasn't so much that I liked the music. I just wanted to learn the trumpet parts. I just wanted to try it because I was always, you know, in band, uh, I was always playing the classical stuff and marching stuff, but I wanted to try something different, and so I would try to take it out. Um, But, I mean, accordion-wise, I rode in my dad's car one time because my car broke down, and he was listening to Los Hermanos Farias, and that just hooked me, that accordion sound. I was like, wait, what? What? And then from there, I started trying to learn the accordion. And then for the guitar, um, I listened to a lot of Metallica. And so I was heavy metal kind of deal with friends, just, just master of puppets, you know, insanity, right? The lightning, the whole thing. I still do the barcodes and stuff. But uh, guitar-wise, it was a lot of rock, heavy metal, yeah. So did you ever try to do Metallica on the accordion? Actually, no, but we would, when we would, in, in, on our young days, when we would play, we would start off with, like, the Metallica intro, like to Insanity, and then we'll hold the chord, and then we'll start playing, and that was all my idea. Oh, let's play Fade to Black. I'll go no 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 like that, and then we'll hold the chord. All right, from San Marcos, we got oh, all these Tejanos. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> so you you guys uh, got some good news. Y'all y'all were just nominated for the Guadalupe Awards. So tell us what categories you guys were nominated for. Um, we are nominated for uh, Best Female Singer, um, Best New Band, and Song of the Year. So it's three categories. And so which song? Which song? Uh, Corazón, Corazón. Corazón, Corazón. Is nominated for Song of the Year. Uh, Lara Ann is for uh, Best Female Singer of the Year. And then Laura Annie La Distancia as a uh, best new band oh, wow. or group. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So the uh, voting for that. So the voting is going to be done by. Uh, gonna be, you guys are going to be selected. The winner will be selected by the fans. Is that correct? That's as far as I understand okay. it. Yes. And so the voting for that has opened up. It started October the first, and it's running through the fifteenth. Yes. And. Um, for those that are listening out there, you can go to uh, their uh, Guadalupe Awards Facebook page, and uh, there should be a link there where you can um, uh, 
open that up and look at all the people that have been nominated and you can vote for for your choice um the uh kickoff dance is going to be on november the 18th and then they're going to have an, an award show uh, uh on the 19th at far west and i've never been to one of these award shows so how, do, how does that work do you, do you guys all go or we we do try uh to all go because i mean um i really like for for fans to see us as a complete unit um even though that now it's called La estancia we still want to you know present ourselves as a as, as a team uh, they do, uh, as far as we've been to the Tahoe Music Awards um, uh, quite a few times, and, and there's always been a red carpet. So in these places, they always have the red carpet, and, you know, you just show up. A lot of people like to show up in limos, uh, but, I mean, it's really um, an experience because once we get there, they, they pause us, you know, and they're like, okay, okay, go. And then all the flashes go, the cameras. You get to you do know, an interview and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so they have like a section where they have radio uh, stations and you just go mic to mic to mic to mic to mic. So. And then you go in and is there is there uh, like a dinner or is it just like you come in, you get a table, you sit down, and then they start the awards? I think they take everybody to a room because I remember getting oh. in trouble uh-huh. by Augustine. Because um, people want to take pictures, but I'd be gone because I want to I wanna be taking pictures with other bands. So I was always in trouble. You'd be like, stay over here. <laughs> so you, you like to mingle with everybody else that's there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's different, like, that you're actually there with the, you know, the big stars and stuff. Yeah. So. So I guess you're starstruck. So was, oh, is there is there like one person that you said if I have to if I have the opportunity to meet somebody who would that be for you? Right now, uh, I don't think I have anybody right now. But um, I think I'm I'm dying to see the the new uh, version of La Fiebre. Um, they're really out there right now, and uh, I've seen clips of their gigs and. I want to see also uh, Joe Lopez. Joe Lopez. Yeah, that's what I want to see also. It seems like he's doing really well right now. So he's one of the. I believe he's uh, for, he's nominated for best male singer. Yeah. Mm. On there. And I wouldn't think you'd be starstruck, Augustine. Do you have somebody that you can say if I if I had the opportunity to meet somebody, who would it be? I think I would have liked to m- met Bob Ross. But that's in painting. But as far but who as doesn't like love Bob Ross? Like he's been, he's been gone for such a long time. I have a daughter who's 25, and she loves Bob Ross. I come in, and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm watching Bob Ross. And I'm like, what? But as far as, like, musician-wise, uh, I, I can't uh, say that I remember a, a time when uh, I was starstruck. Um, um, mm, we we've been like there was what the Globe Awards in Houston, and we were nominated there, and we actually won uh, an award there. What was it called? Uh, um, Best Internet uh, something. Uh, yeah. Internet popularity or something yeah. like that. But there was a guy there that I I sh- went, I literally got up and I wanted to go shake his hand. I wasn't too starstruck, but I wanted to meet him because I liked I really liked one of his songs, and that was David Olivares. Mm-hmm. I had never met the guy before. Uh, he has a great voice. Yes, and when he was there, I was like, no, I got to shake this guy's hand. So I got up, and, and I went to shake his hand. And he was a real humble guy, real great guy. Um, you know, I guess maybe the starstruck thing just doesn't really, um, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, you know, 
we've been in the music for so many years that when I was starstruck, you know, either they were the, the these musicians or these stars were, you know, arrogant or something and just like, eh, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, you know? so it's so, a big turn off for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, eh. How about you, Laura? I think for me, it was always Selena. Um, we got to see her one time play in Austin and she shook her hand and that was just like, wow, you know, so... Um, once she passed on, I had collected all this stuff, and he was like freaking out because I had like a wall just totally dedicated with Selena stuff. Anything I could get my hands on was Selena. But so when we went to the awards, we were nominated in 2014 for um, best new group and new female artist. I got to see her dad. Um, I got to meet AB, and then when we went to Vegas, I got to take a picture with Chris Bettas and AB. And we got to see Suzette. So all of that was good for me. Like, yeah. it was a good experience. But And then I have one last question for Augustine before we close out the show. Um, we're going to have on our show uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Rodney. And I always mess up his name. Von Odekirk, is that correct? And so uh, the show that we're going to do is going to be on the influence of the accordion. So we're going to talk about how the, you know, it came, the accordion came over with the Germans and how... It you know how mm -hmm. it has um, over the years the um, conjunto uh, category how mm -hmm. it has changed music how important or how do you view the accordion in in the Tejano music uh, industry? Um, I feel it 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 switches it has phases like you know there's always been this question like what is Tejano in music and everybody struggles to define or find a definition and if you look at the history of Tejano even with the Tejano Music Awards started along you know I can't remember what year it started and it had like these wooden uh, before the glass they had these wooden trophies um, you know you had a lot of brass you know that that influence and before that I can't remember what it was but then it went from brass and then it went to like techno stuff and then it went to accordion in the 90s and with Emilio you know all that stuff and it just started transitioning so it's like it has these waves of, of uh, it changes for me. yeah from, it changes yeah. and right now I think that it's also ever more important to play the or to have the accordion um, it's like you know in or, you know to play in Texas you gotta have a squeeze box and so uh, I really like to play accordion uh, I'm, I'm glad that I chose to learn it um, when I did, um, I, I didn't, um, I never thought I would play accordion, but, um, I would, my dad, when I was a kid, my dad wanted to play accordion. He was a big accordion fan and, um, he would, he, he had bought one and, and, uh, he tried, but, uh, but yeah, I think the accordion is important. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you guys came on the show. Um, I hope to see you guys again, um, sure. uh, in the future and I want to wish you guys the best of luck at the award ceremony and once again thank you for coming by thank, thank you for having thank us thank you very much yes thank you and this has been Rises here on kcsm.org we'll be back with you next sunday night at seven o'clock hopefully it will be a nice quiet sunday evening across it <laughs> you never know what's going to happen folks and get out there and uh, remember it's last week to register to vote Early voting is coming up soon. And if you have any questions on voting, go to four, vote 411. Y'all have a good week.